Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham, joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hiya. And Joe Branton. Good evening. How's it going, chaps? Morning or afternoon. Very well. Very well indeed. Very well indeed. So we're recording this on the Tuesday night before NAM kicks off on, what, Thursday? Yes. Yeah. So uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Have you ever been, Joe? Four days of um, of pure gear. No, you, no, I haven't been, oh. Mark. Oh, you <laughs> just, know that just I haven't checking. been, though, don't you? Just checking. You've been, though, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Nice, uh, nice bit of Anaheim sunshine. Um, to be honest, I'm having. we'll talk about this in a minute, but we know about a lot of the products that are coming out. Some uh, that we can't talk about. There's some that we can't talk about because... We're very cool this and po- ahead of the curve. Indeed. This podcast comes out on Wednesday and obviously a lot of people have set their embargo dates for Thursday, which is the first day of the show. But there has been a lot of stuff to talk, that's been announced already that we can talk about. But I'm absolutely gutted that I'm not there this year because of the, the lineup. It looks, some of the stuff that's coming out looks absolutely phenomenal. I think already... We may have seen some. Uh, well, I mean, there's definitely some, definitely there's gear definitely, of the year. Contenders. There's definitely some better stuff than one gear I, of the year last I year. Think, so, I think. I uh, think. There's definitely stuff that's going to be up there. I think the top two items for gear of the year are already here. You reckon they're already here? Two how of do, them. How do you know? We you, got, you no, no, li- because you have nothing. Faith. Nothing can be better than one of them for me personally, and uh, and for the other one, it's just it's such a an new amazing compressor product. pedal. Yes, yeah. there is a new compressor. There, there is, is a new, new base. There's two new compressors. Yeah, two. yeah, but the, neither are actually the one that I'm, I'm talking about. But oh. both, <laughs> both, are, both are amps and both are amps for guitars. The ones I'm talking I, about. But we, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not into this whole. Uh, we know more than you. No, yeah. Let's so. just talk about it. Also, everyone knows. Before we dive into the Nam stuff, has anyone been doing anything interesting guitar-wise this week? Has anyone played anything uh, that they want to talk about, Matt? Uh, I was uh, messing around with my Pigtronics Infinity Looper to make it work like an old sound-on-sound tape machine. Nice. Because um, it's got variable tape aging. So if you record basically, say, three seconds of absolute silence and then lo- like loop it around so nothing happens but then put it in overdub mode, but then set the loop aging so you only get about seven or eight repeats you got a three-second delay, basically, that you can then layer on the top of, but then it gradually fades away, which okay. is quite cool. So it's like, um, yeah, like proper sound on sound. So, so it's like it's being recorded 
from the like record heads and then degradating. Uh, yeah. Degradating? Yeah. On the way around. De- well, degrading. Degrading. Yeah. degrading. It's Jesus. getting degraded. Degradation is a word. Degradated. It's getting degraded as it passes through the the playhead. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's um. An that's a very very neat way of doing it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that that was a that was a thing because I always yeah. think the Infinity Looper is like, and a lot of the kind of the Pictronic stuff is like quite clean, and I I find it surprising that they had yeah. they've got like a feature like that. Well, actually, there. it's quite cool because you can vary it via expression pedal, so you can have it so your expression pedal when it's all the way down only gives you one repeat, uh, or when you push it all the way forward it gives you infinite repeats so you can actually kind of like loop stuff and then like it fade away and you can kind of modulate and do different things and then when you find something you want to loop you just push the pedal forward and it'll just keep it looping round and and round so that's kind of cool so i've been messing around with that see if i can do it do some sort of like more um sort of like ambient stuff and like loop keyboards and and drums and stuff around with it as well so that's been quite cool and then i've just been thinking about should I just start another pedal board with all the stuff that's going out? I'm just like, I can't get rid of anything because I like everything now. I just need more space. Maybe I should buy like a pedal train terror or learn how to weld and just start my own massive pedal board. Just- I, don't, I don't think you I don't think you want a pedal train terror. I think if you were going to do anything, you'd want a second pedal board rather than having everything. You don't want everything on yeah. one. You, you want you want team A, team B. Oh. Yeah, that's true. And Team C. And <laughs> and maybe D. And beyond. Yes. And yes. beyond. Um, how about you guys? Have you been uh, been doing anything this week guitar-related? J-Cross? No? No, Shall I go? No, Shall I go? Yeah, you go. I've I done some stuff. I okay. mean, a lot of the stuff does relate to, well, towards new stuff, because, of course, okay. some new stuff we've been able to get our hands on. I'm just... I'm holding people off. Okay, okay. Let's... Well, I'll hold off from those things okay. momentarily, except for one of those things I will say about, because I noticed it's not in the list okay, that we're talking about, so I will talk about it, because I think something... Is it something that we can talk about? It's definitely something we can talk about. Are you 100% sure? I'm 100% sure. sure. Are you going to get us in trouble? No. Are you going to get me in trouble? No, it's on the website of the company I work for. Okay, fine. Go on, then. I mean, I actually was the one who uploaded it so I sure as hell hope <laughs> uh, no um, uh, a couple of things you know I was uh, I was thinking about getting one of those Marcus Miller bases oh yeah um, the Sire uh, the Sire yes yeah yeah, yeah. The, the, the the V7 um, I was thinking about getting well let me guess you've changed your mind I, I, maybe yes I've changed my mind yeah, yeah, but um, I'm, uh, I'm uh, PRS are sending me one of their PRS Kestrel bases. Okay, that's um, a name I've not heard for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, one of my friends, Luke Taff, re- recently got a uh, a PRS. Did one he? Of, yeah, yeah. He's got one of the um, what's the single cut called? The uh, SE two four. No, no, no. The m- m- S- McCarty. No, that's not a single cut. No, the mirror? What's the sing- yeah, that sounds that's right. A double oh. cut. Oh, is it? Oh, maybe no, the, the Myra is a single cut. Yeah, thank you. No, it's the double yeah. cut. Oh yeah, the Starla's the single cut, isn't oh, it? Oh right, maybe he he definitely got the Miro Myra, so it must be a double cut. But anyway, you know, he was just saying how good it was, and I was like, you know what, they are a great ba- brand. And I was thinking, I always go for like the vintage stuff, but it'd be cool to have something that's just like really, really well built. And that was sort of, I think, what I was looking for in the site. I, I literally can't believe that you're saying this. <laughs> right. So anyway, Joe, so you're never going to play it. You'll sell it. Uh, so, no, but they do a Kestrel, which is like a jazz bass. It's got a scratch plate. You know, it's passive, two single <laughs> coils. They do it in like a two-tone sunburst with a black plate. It looks nice and classic. And it um, it's 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 uh, a through-neck 
construction and through Body Strong as well. How much are you getting paid to, uh, <laughs> to switch, no. switch your beliefs so rapidly? No, no. Well, come on. anything like I it. I really backed up PRS in Gear of the Year. You did, actually. You're correct. You I, did. I think I'm coming around to them. So, I, so yeah, so they're going to send me one and I'm going to see if I like it and maybe buy it. Okay, good. Well, let's, I await that because that is not what I w- was expecting you to say that you've been doing this week at all. We will see, we will see. But more importantly, I've been, I've been thinking I should buy a guitar. Okay. Mainly because, um, uh, because, you know, I've got like a guitar amp and I've only got like a bass six, which is... It's not... It's, Kind of a. I mean, it is a guitar. Yeah. We've established but that. But the only way I can play it through a guitar amp is to like capo it on the seventh fret and yeah. and play it like a baritone. So I was like, man, I should buy a guitar. So I was thinking I was going to get one of the Epiphone ES one seven fives. They do them with like Gibson hardware and Gibson pickups. Cool guitar. Yeah, yeah. Great guitar. I was thinking about that, and then I was thinking, ah, maybe it's not versatile enough. So I was thinking maybe a Vint Mod Jaguar or Jazzmaster. They're super cool. Um, but then. Gretsch just announced a whole mm. load of new stuff at oh, NAMM. Yeah. Oh, my good Lord. I did actually see this today and uh, completely forgot to put it on the our running order. For well, the then segment. I am glad I mentioned it. Tell us about it. So uh, they've released a whole new range of stuff, all, all you know, very catchily named uh, G2 and then another range of, of numbers afterwards. But um, basically a range of stuff, mostly 90% of it comes with Bigsby's. In amazing colours like uh, Torino green and like um, Flagstaff sunset and oh is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, I saw that and I couldn't work out what colour it was. No wonder it was Flagstaff sunset. Yeah, they do like there's like walnut stains and there's some weird sort of lighter colour. I think they've got a gold dust which is almost like a light green. It's oh, it's so good and basically all, yeah, all with Bigsby's, all like three hundred and seventy nine quid for yeah, everything it- in the range except for like they do. One that I think is like a smaller body double cut um, hardtail, and I think that's three three nine, and everything else is three seven nine. It's unbelievable. It's, it's sort of it's going back to the pre electromatic days, isn't it? Because they had those, they had a similar price range of guitars, like I don't know six seven years ago, and then they scrapped them all and did the electromatics, and then they've kind of gone back to that, which I think is good because a lot of people want a Gretsch, but when you look at the electromatics, you're like, oh, that is a great guitar for seven hundred quid. Most people. <clears throat> Going well, you know, I only want to spend three hundred, and it sort of enters the realm of the lower-priced Epiphones and and some of the Squires. Yeah, uh, they call it the Streamliner series. Streamliners, yeah, yeah, that's right. So these look super these are cool. Chinese built rather than Korean built. That's right, right? Chinese built. There's yeah. even a left-handed model, but they're still really yeah, that's awesome. But they're but they're still like the same sort of semi-hollow construction. So yeah, yeah, still still the same like semi-hollow. <coughs> so they do um, a smaller body double cut, which comes with. Um, uh, with a centre block, and uh, they do like a, a, a larger bodied single cut, yeah. um, which all of them look absolutely I mean, remarkable. The thing is, is it's mad. Like, I'm, I'm so glad that they're doing it. And again, I think this comes back to um, these companies sort of listening to what people want, as opposed to just like making stuff and hoping that it sells. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is just, people have been crying out for like this streamliner. The two six five five, the two six five five. Oh, I'm looking at the same one. Oh, look at that! There we go. Oh my goodness! I mean, we had absolutely the same taste. Oh, there we go. Apart from anything, <laughs> you guys, it's, um, you know, it's it's got a Bigsby on it. Yeah. Like, if you bought, if you wanted a guitar with a Bigsby that was this sort of size for this sort of price, you had to buy a, like an Epiphone three three nine, for example. Yeah. And then spend a hundred quid on a Bigsby and then probably spend another hundred quid having the Bigsby fitted. Yeah, yeah. They, absolutely. You know, these absolutely. look so cool. 100%. This, looks, this if, is 
This is brilliant. Are they diamond pickups as they're well? They're certainly diamond looking pickups, aren't they? Yeah. Maybe Honestly, if we oh, don't they're see... they're called Broadtrons. Nah, they're still going to be good. Yeah. And like the oversized block inlays, like everything about... This must be the most unique guitar you can get for under 400 quid by a long way. I mean... If if I don't if we don't see two or three of these in Mr Wilson's collection by uh, yeah. you know by the time these come out I'd be very very surprised. They've um in terms of things that have been released today or you know things that have been released in the kind of run up to now they've kind of gone under the radar a little bit because I think you know it's on obviously on the cheaper end it's not a kind of showcase piece but actually. I kind of think they're one of the more interesting things. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like that one there. Uh, We're looking at the Gold Dust, the Streamliner, uh, the the G242OT. Which is a... Bigsby in Gold Dust. Single cut, Bigsby, uh, again, those broad trons. That looks really good. It looks... If that was... We would be having the same conversation if these were 799. Yeah, yeah 100%. Or 849. We'd be saying what great guitars Gretchen brought out. But the fact is, I'm looking at this, like, jazz box... Gretsch yeah. in gold dust with a Bigsby and it's £379 I mean we haven't played them yet but I'm assuming the quality's always been good on the Vox uh, on uh, the Vox on the Gretsch on line Gretsch. and stuff yeah, I've I mean, played them oh have you what's the verdict yeah, they're really good okay. because they're in stock now I think they're kind of like a pre-NAM sort of we're well, not really shouting about it but when everyone sees them at NAM we'll talk about it some more um, but yeah they're actually like I said, that that's why I really feel they kind of hark back to the to the pre-electromatics because they're awesome guitars for the money, um, and they still really sound like a Gretsch. But the humbuckers they've put in them are full size, yeah. So you could easily replace the pickups if you wanted. So they've made it kind of nice, moddable in that sense as well. The so pickups do look phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, hence the uh, hence the Broadtron name probably. They're if, if they're full width. Yeah. I guess that's the that makes uh, sense. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they look cool. You know what? I I hope this kind of leads to. Um, imagine if they ended up doing a budget synchromatic, the jazzer, the the, the what, flat single wound, neck pickup, the the flat wound um, comes strung up with flat wound. I think they're thirteens. Yep. Um, oh my god, that, that sounds like the perfect guitar. That guitar what was if a they did a um, a cheaper Tim Armstrong. Because people love those, and they were twelve hundred quid, and you think, well, they actually, weren't they're that much, were they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. I thought they were just over a grand. No. I mean, no one who likes rancid has twelve hundred quid. They do, though. That's the thing, because everyone's like in their forties, and they're now like <laughs> bank managers. So yeah, they probably do. <laughs> they have to like. It's really difficult to cover up that PUNX that they've got tattooed on their knuckles. Yeah. But, bank um, managers with mohawks. Yeah, crazy, crazy but, um, times. But no, those those guitars were great, and I think even if um, I, I guess I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Mr. Armstrong would have something to say about this, but um, even if they did one of these guitars in that matte finish, oh my um, goodness, that'd be good. Imagine. I mean, the finishes are great. Like every finish in this budget yeah. line, they could have released these in sunburst black, white, and mm-hmm. red, and we'd still be saying that they're great guitars. Yeah, the yeah, fact yeah. that they're in British don't tend to do that though, do they? Because you know, a lot salmon you, pink, well, uh, whatever it was, man, man salmon. Man salmon. I mean, you look at, but even on the um, even on the more popular, the more sort of bread and butter lines, you know, look at. Um, you know, look at a fifty-four twenty. The the colours you can get that in are sunburst, orange. Um, so like you know the chet orange, yeah, or um, or black. And then when you've got the so that's fairly safe. But then when you go to the um, the center block models, you can only get it in black. Um, whatever the red is, ruby red, um, and the um, and the green colour, not aspen green. The other one. The other green, I can't remember the name of, Cadillac Green. Yeah. So, you know, and, and they do Aspen Green. They do, uh, for the for the um, 5420s, 5420, they do the Walnut Stain, the Man Salmon. You know, 
I think great choice, and that doesn't even include include on the the Chinese models. You know, you've got on the the solid block one, the solid color ones. You've got all the sparkle finishes that yeah. they do. You know, I think Gretsch are one of the one of these companies that that, that actually don't play it safe yeah, with colors. And so, it's not that surprising to see all of these guitars in in different finishes. I think it's really really cool, and I think it's something that people do tend to have a have an issue with where with someone like Fender or with Gibson, um, and and even to a lesser extent, Ibanez and um, an ESP yeah. or not ESP but LTD you know a lot of the guitars are in safe colours and you know you can always argue yeah of course you can get it in whatever colour you want you just you just got to get it in custom well you just got to get a custom shop one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know with Gretsch you don't have to do that and I think it's very refreshing well Joe your uh, tale of the new Gretsch has uh, helped us segue nicely into news news from Nam. Nude at Nam, that'd be terrifying. If there was one place where I would definitely not want to be nude, it'd be on the show floor at Nam. There's a lot of people there, and it would be terrifying. Yeah, I don't want to be nude at Nam. Um, looking through your your news, you've missed something off, which I might might want to raise. He's missed a couple of things off that it, I'm going to miss. Is it something we can talk about? It is something we can talk about. Well, why don't we kick off with the thing that you want to raise, there, Matt? I want to raise. <laughs> I want to raise the gig rig auto pot. Mm. Oh mm. yes. Of course, I did see Mate, this. Mate, how weird and cool how, is this? How bonkers is that? Yeah, it's, so it's... For, they haven't really said much about it, so as far as I can tell, it's a MIDI-controlled, like... I suppose it adds MIDI to anything that's analogue. Of course so it's, it's basically, MIDI-controlled, yeah. and, yeah. Matt's, and yeah. Matt's talking about it. Got, got MIDI. It's, um, <clears throat> so <laughs> I'm telling you, those T-shirts are on the way. Mate, it's MIDI Meccano. It is MIDI Meccano. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. I mean, it's, basically, it's so weird because it doesn't actually control anything digital. It's basically controlling a small screw that you then put on any pot on any pedal, and then you can then use basically MIDI CC um, 0 to 127 to digitally control any pedal. I mean, that's pretty nuts. By the looks of it, you can do up to three as well. So you could like three use knots. an expression. Yeah. I think so. You can basically <laughs> one box will add. I've, I've got a feeling you've got to because he said it's about two hundred eighty nine quid, and I don't know if that's just for the box or whether that comes with the things that go on it as well. They haven't really released released much info, but the fact is that I mean it's pretty nuts that that you can do that. I mean that opens up a whole world for kind of MIDI switches and stuff like that. It reminds me there was an electronics pedal, wasn't there, from like the seventies or something that was like a wah pedal housing yeah. that was connected to like a little cable that you could put yeah. on a, on a well, pot was, that would turn it. There was a company for a long time called Third Hand, yeah. and they made an expression pedal that basically had, yeah, a mechanical screw on it that basically went on, like, you know, any pot on on a, on a, any other pedal. Um, so, yeah, I, I can see it being, I don't know, pra- I suppose it is practical in a way, but I don't know. It's I almost think because it's mechanical, it feels like there's, there's too much that could go wrong. I'm sure um, it won't. I mean, we know about the kind of... Uh, the quality of the gig rig stuff. I'm yeah. sure whatever they've come up with will be built to last and probably heavily tested, I'd yeah, imagine. But, I mean, how good on things like, uh, I don't know, like an Echoplex or something like that, where, you know, oh, I really like it turned all the way up, but sometimes with certain pedals, I want it like, you know... Roll it back Yeah, Yeah. It's like, you can do all of that, you know, It's digitally. It's very, very smart. Like, the Especially video that they, the video they've put up is them um, playing a, a rat with it yeah. and, you know, showing off the, uh, the differences between... 
the uh, you know going from your sort of your, your standard uh, rhythm sound where the the drive is a little bit lower and the, uh, the the volume's a little bit higher and then kicking in your lead sound where they just ramp up the drive ramp up that that, that. I've not watched the uh, I'm not oh, watched the video the video, the video yeah. is incredibly impressive okay. it looks amazing but my only like- my only concern I've got a couple of concerns with it is one I mean first of all I have no idea about how the technology or anything of it works but because well but the thing is it is it does look a little bit like Meccano um, I mean I'm, I know it's you know I know it's it's proper metal and it's designed specifically for this yeah it's probably the sort of thing that where you where we could end up seeing some copycats okay um and also, it is a lot of money for what it is. How much but are they? Yeah. they £289. Pounds. Okay. I and think that's... that allows you to control three parameters, doesn't it? Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I am I mean, a lot of the, the gig rig stuff is modular. So, I mean, it could be that um, you, you you only get one and then you can buy others. So, I, I really don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, it's quite. it'd be quite good on something like a Soul Food where people are using it as a boost, as a treble boost, and as an overdrive pedal. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, is that for the price of... For... For, well, the price I mean, of, the thing. for the price of, of buying the buying that you could you could buy <laughs> three four soul, food. soul foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you, know, you can't put that in it. Put all that on your pedal. No, board. of course That's I know. I'm being facetious. You know. But, um, but um, I I don't know. I'd, I'd love to I'd love to just try one and see see how it works. Definitely, definitely. So you mentioned there was a couple of bits that we've missed off this list. What else have you uh, have you spotted? Um, I, that was the main one. But did, Joe, did you say you spotted something that wasn't on there? Oh, it's just a classic. I I feel that. Often we tend to, because of our roots in um, in classic, more more classic instruments, general rock, more traditional instruments, um, <laughs> we 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 miss off uh, some of the more modern brands. So there's been a couple of really exciting things from Ibanez. There has they're on the list. Are they at the bottom? Oh no 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 no. Well, no, why no, when, guitars, we, when we get guitars. to the Ibanez bit, okay, I'll let's talk, talk about the new <laughs> Ibanez <laughs> stuff. <laughs> So, so should we dive into this list of so new that's things? That's how little Mark cares. He actually fobbed me off so what, he could talk said? about things he cares <laughs> no, about no. no, 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 it's fine. Okay, what no, else yeah. are you going to no, mention? No, no, that's all right. Let's do this brand specific. Well, we, at the end, no, no, when on. we've got done down this list, if there's anything you think I've missed, then let's bring it up then. Oh, man, okay. Matt, Good. I can't... Th- why are you all the way in London? Come and hang out here so I don't have to put up with these two I'm just, <laughs> married couples I'm squabbling. trying to keep this kind of I can't, wrangled in. I can't in. imagine... Joe and Mark as as a couple living in a house I I, I can't see it it sounds like hell couple. I mean hell. you know one's all about well, the P bass and the Mark bass and one's all about PRS basses and an ever changing line of amplifiers <laughs> I mean when you put it like that who's, oh. who's the cooler guy no, no, okay. P bass and a good chunky own, Mark bass one or great P bass P bass or um, PRS and there is well, nothing good about Mark bass there is <laughs> there is it's the best bass amp anyway Let's dive into this list. So, new stuff from Boss and Roland, as we'd expected. Uh, they've got a whole plethora of new things. Um, Gear of the Year winners last year, uh, and uh, they've kind of... Begrudgingly. Ra- no, it was a Sorry. worthy Sorry, winner. Sorry, did well I say that out loud? I apologise. Well deserved. And uh, it's now ratcheted up another notch for 2016. First, it really is. First up, following the success, the kind of um, unmitigated success of the ES8... Yeah. Boss have introduced the ES5. Absolutely brilliant. Right. What a, what a, exactly what they needed to do. So Matt, what's the deets? So as far as I know, um, exactly the same controls as the ES8, but it's not stereo, so yep. it's mono out. Um, still got all the MIDI. Um, 
I have five loops and five buttons, still got all the same amount of presets. Um, I think there are some limitations <clears throat> with what you can do with an amplifier, with switching for an amp. I think, five. well, I think, as I, like I said, I think it's only mono, so I don't think there's any, um, there's only one output, and I don't know how many control jack outs it's got, so I don't know it, what it's like in terms of maybe setting up for channel I, switching. I believe it's got the same amount of um, jack outs on the back, but it is yeah. just, it is, it is uh, mono, it's not stereo. But it's funny because I was talking to some people um, at work today and so many people were like, actually, I'd much rather have this because I'm just not going to run a stereo rig because... That's weird. Unlike, unlike me, you know, they're actually going out and playing gigs. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, hold like on. Take did did their- you just say you were talking to people about this today? Because whilst we're recording this, these products are embargoed. Yeah, people at no, work. Talk- people that his like colleagues. Right, okay, fine. I know you don't have any friends at work anymore, <laughs> but... No, you guys are normal, Joe. <laughs> Um, so um, yeah I, I agree so for someone who's going out and doing gigs like you say they're very they're kind of unlikely if you're not in a ridiculous band to run a stereo rig um, yeah. and if you want something that's actually going to fit on a you know a giggable pedal board the ES5 seems to be a better option yeah yeah and I don't, I don't know what the price point is yet but I mean what are es eight again 479 <coughs> So what they're going yeah, to be three fifty? Like I think yeah, I mean, it'll be three. It'll be three four nine, three three four nine, three six nine, three seven nine, something like that. My only problem with it is that I mean that sounds like a lot of money to control five pedals. I, <laughs> I was proved wrong um, by someone at work today who um, a colleague, not a customer, uh, who, not uh, a friend certainly, uh, <laughs> uh, who, who pointed out, who pointed out if you need to go from like um, a big driven sound where you might use. Um, you know, a couple of pedals to build your drive sound to a clean reverb tone. That is quite a lot of tap dancing. Yes. Obviously, which, and I guess it just depends on how cleanly you want to do this sort of thing. Because that tap dancing still for me has always seemed like part of the skill. Like, you know, if we can't, if you can't play a particular chord, you don't buy like a pad that you can press on those strings to allow you to play that chord. Yeah, you know, you just try harder, you know. But if you, if, you record, if, you record a, if you record something and, you know, you're doing it in the studio where you're changing things that you're not doing live, but then you want to recreate that live, that's what allows you to do it. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess a common sound would be something like an envelope filter, an octave down and a fuzz to go from like, I'm thinking about maybe like bass, um, to go from... Just a regular sound to something that sounds massive. You know, you might go auto wah, octave down, and fuzz. To turn all three of those on at the kind of the beat that that bar comes in is quite a difficult thing to do. True, true. It depends how cleanly you want to do it. I, sure. mean, I turn three pedals on and off at a time, and that that, that doesn't seem like a big deal. I, th- I can it see it doesn't you... seem like something I'd spend three hundred and seventy nine. I can see you on. getting one of these in the end. Ah, maybe. Because you've got so many pedals and this is... You still get all the freedom to do all the things you're doing with single pedals. You just don't have to do the ridiculous tap dancing. That's what this is allowing you to do. Yeah, I know. I just like the tap dancing. It, it emphasises that what you've got is really complicated. It'll go perfectly <laughs> yeah. with your PRS bass, Joe. Yeah. All right, look. I haven't bought a PRS bass yet. I'm just trying one out. Is it a bad idea? Should I look no, for No, I think you should, I, when they released those, I actually thought they looked okay. Actually, Maybe the Kingfisher bass is all right if you want a double humbucker bass. No, no, the Kingfisher, the Kingfisher's horrible. What are you talking <laughs> about? I can't think of anything less astute than PRS bringing out a bass that that looks like Mark King could have played it. Like, yeah, brilliant. Loads of people trying to do that these yeah, days. Yeah, Mark, no, Mark that Kingfisher. Was terrible. You know the one. 
Mark Kingfisher. <laughs> yes. So um, next up uh, on the Roland release list, um, the Roland Blues Cube Hot. Oh my God, Joe Branton, tell us about it. I heard this today. Okay. Um, oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, this is it. This is the one. This is gear of the year 2016. I'll call it now. Is really? this is this the Blues Junior killer? Will it, the 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 so, almighty Blues Junior so. finally be toppled from its perch? It's it, so they do this. They're releasing this in in black with a with a silver Tolex, a look like Fender, and and they're releasing it in blonde. So very much a, a Fender look. It's very very square, much like the 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 uh, Blues Junior. Yep, and. Um, and it's got it's got a power soak on it, so you can run it as low as 0.5 watts, yep. right up to the full. I think it's 30. 30 watts, yeah. That it, that watts, it runs yeah. up, but uh, you can run it. There's 0.5, I think 5, 15, and uh, and 30, which makes this an incredible recording amp, practice amp, and incredibly loud. I was shocked at like how loud it yeah. is, com- considering it's completely solid, uh, state. solid state. And um, <clears throat> £379 on the shelf. No, it's £379, which makes it cheaper than a Blues Junior, more versatile than a Blues Junior. I'd say probably louder than a Blues Junior. Direct recording out as well, which the Blues Junior doesn't have. Unbelievable. And we've got the... Um, probably I didn't I didn't check it's Matt you've probably I got the spec about. there um, I, I, I don't actually okay. oh, I haven't got it with me okay. but um, as far as I remember it's pretty much foot switchable as well so two channels yeah. yeah same sort of features as you've got on the normal blues cube I mean it's going to be for that money <clears throat> it's going to be awesome if I didn't yeah. already have a 70s jazz chorus I would be buying one so yeah. I um, about oh crikey about maybe six months ago maybe not quite six months ago um, around the time that I, I think it was around the time that I, I sold. We were talking a lot about me buying a new little amp. Yeah. Um, and it was the first. I, I remember specifically. It was the first time on the podcast that I was like, oh, you know what? I really, I've got all these cool amps. I think I just need to get something smaller, and I'm going to get one of these little Black Star amps. Um, we recorded that podcast, and the next morning. <laughs> At about 8.30 in the morning, I had a phone call from one of the guys at Roland just saying, don't, don't buy, don't don't buy anything, anything yet. yet. Don't, don't buy anything yet. Don't, don't do it. We've, we've got, a, got a thing We've got the thing out. that you need. Got a thing coming out. Don't, don't buy it yet. Don't buy it yet. And so I've had the hype build up. I've had the hype built up for ages and ages. And um, you've just hyped it up even more. It, I can't believe how good it is. I'm, really, I'm, I'm, yeah. really it's going to be awesome. How good it is. I'm really, really excited because, like, I have had my. I've really been like, you know what? I'm just. I'm going to get one of these little black stamps, and I've been saying it for ages, and I just haven't got around to doing it because I've kind of had this on the horizon. Yeah. Well, this and, is um, and and I will say to all our listeners because I think we've talked a lot of people into Blues Juniors. Word hasn't caught on of the Blues Cube just yet. Sell your Blues Juniors now. No. <laughs> Sell them now Don't. because you need to buy one of these. It's better. It's just better I, and it's the same money. I, I, having not heard it's one yet, cheaper. I'm struggling to believe that to be true because no. the Blues Junior does sound great. But what is appealing, obviously, is that it's um, it's all solid state, so there's no messing around with valves. It can go down to, what is it, point, is point it, five of what? Yeah, that's half great a watt. for home use. Um, yeah. And... Um, yeah, for home use, ideal. I but think, also, it's direct recording, USB recording as well yeah. in there. 
I think what's um, what's great really about Roland is that they've they've you know kind of nailed this analog circuit behavior that they're putting all the Ira <laughs> stuff and like all their keyboards and like what's going in things like the Blues Cube because it just perfectly almost models you know I think it's the closest to valve modeling that any you know thing like the helix or anything gets to you know obviously it doesn't do as much but in terms of like reacting like a proper amplifier yeah yeah of course know, we really saw close. orange think, do this it, last year has as it got well. um has it got tone capsule input yes it will well. do it will have a tone a tone capsule addition as well i that doesn't fuss it bothered me too much it's just a great sounding amp like i, I, I wouldn't need a sort of tone change for it but crikey i'm mm. really appalled yeah, at how I'm incredible it is appalled at yeah. how good it is it's just too good it's just blowing everything else out of the water there's no point in buying anything else this year so couple new pedals from Boss couple new compacts first up one that I know uh, you were excited about Joe the VB2W I thought you were going to go oh and, I thought God. you were going to merge gone with the other one <laughs> um, but the other one is the oddest thing I the, mean, other, the other one I'm is great gonna, I'm not going to go as far as to say the worst thing Boss have ever ever decided <laughs> not, to release it's not it's no, I've, I've heard of CS3 <laughs> hey CS3s are great as is but this the, uh, the, uh, the I haven't other heard new pedal but I haven't heard this yet the, the, the pedal yeah. that you are most hyped for yeah the VB2W Wazacraft Vibrato oh my Thanks very much, one old rep. For yeah, thanks, like, one old rep. Yeah. For lining boss's pockets here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, I mean, what's the history of the vibrato, Matt? Firstly, just tell us about the original one, and Joe, maybe you can say why this is so sought after. Um, yeah, so, Matt, what's the deal with the with the originals? I, I think the original came out in 1985. Wrong, 82, right. but but 82. Close. Yeah, I knew 82 it was to early, 86, and it was a massive failure because yeah. it was supposed to be, I think, for like guitarists like mimicking vibrato and sort of it had this like latching mode and like no one really know knew how to use it everyone plugged it in and went oh, this is a bit 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 rubbish really so it sort of faded into obscurity and i remember i, I was thinking about this when i was walking to work the other day i remember about five six years ago someone bought one into the, the shop that i used to work in for part exchange and i'd never really seen one and there wasn't really much on ebay and they certainly weren't the prices they're going for now and i went no oh, it's probably worth like 60 quid so the guy what? just traded it in and bought Mate, something and you it know went, how much they go for now yeah no they're like 400 quid they're yeah. like the most expensive boss pedal considering that when i first really got into pedals the one that was the most expensive and probably actually probably still up there is the slow gear uh, which is probably the worst pedal the boss ever made <laughs> but um, no what was yeah, that one that you bought for like 350 the spectrum the spectrum no that, i only paid 110 pounds for that that was and then I one it. of the worst sounding pedals i've ever heard for- one band eq michael schenker he loved that pedal <laughs> um but yeah the vibrato it and actually it's because it's all analog it's actually one of the the best sounding vibrato pedals out there because a lot of the digital ones almost uh, have that really horrible like seasick quality to them like the pitch vibrato is so intense it's almost unusable where this is um you know a lot more kind of natural it sounds more like a broken like a warped record yes exactly that you can get a real tape sort of sound with uh, which is kind of what you want yeah absolutely but Um, but it can go extreme as well and definitely um you you know it's certainly on the new one on on the wazacraft version because they've introduced the the custom setting as as well as the standard. Yeah. So is- as with the other Waza pedals, yeah, there's two actual circuits inside the pedal, um, the standard and custom. What do they? Um, 
So the standard is uh, an actual recreation of the original pedal. Yeah. What does Custom do on this one? To be to be honest, Custom does exactly the same thing that I found uh, Custom to do on all the Wizardcraft pedals, which is basically just a um, a more extreme version of the yeah. uh, um, a slightly more dynamic. Um, uh, you know, naught to ten. You yes, know, it goes through far, far more motions than than the standard setting does. And and yeah, exactly that, which was great for me because I was um, when I was playing around with it, I was um, I was partnering it with quite a lot of reverb and then using it really extremely, and it was just great for sort of really proggy, really spacey sounds. I mean, it's exi- you know the reason that Juan Alderet loves it so much, so much that he owns two of the originals, is that it is such. Um, such an odd sounding pedal because I think yeah they did they did no one did get it the first time around because yeah. kind of they got it wrong it wasn't really a very authentic sounding vibrato and that was not what people were looking for at the time but didn't, now I was going to say didn't it originally get kind of repackaged into the jazz chorus yeah that's right yeah I, I didn't I didn't well, actually realise it was that way around I thought it was the other way around well, oh, no, yeah, the, jazz, the jazz chorus has got the chorus vibrato which is the you know obviously based well that's what the seat came from happened to the ce1 was the the chorus from from the jc series um but the vibrato on the vb2 is very very slightly different right okay the chorus okay um so in the last few years the original vb2s have become very very popular so are we expecting this to be kind of the hit really i I mean i really do think sort of all like weird bands are gonna jump at it but yes yeah definitely and and also i mean i think that the real thing that they're obviously doing on a lot of the Wazacraft pedals is that they've introduced on this one an expression out the yes. depth of the control. Yeah. Which I think expression in, surely. Yeah, expression in, yes. I think the real thing that Boss are doing is they're just listening to what people want and then they're going, actually, do you know what? These pedals are going for a ridiculous sum. We could definitely, you know, remodel this. They're not just going, oh, we'll just reissue it. They are actually kind of thinking, what can we do to make it more modern? But, you know, it's just it's great to see all of these pedals that, to be honest, most people are never going to get a chance to play. Sure. Absolutely. And I, I think that this is maybe this alongside the D, uh, the uh, DM2W. DM2? Yeah. DM2 w? Is yeah. it W? It's yep. W, isn't it? Um, I think are because the first few Wazcraft pedals that came out, I'm not sure really people had like I, I'm not sure people's imagination were captured by. Um, mm. I think if you had listened to our podcast and if you'd gone into a shop and spoken to a um, salesperson who was, you know, very into them, then <laughs> you know you you would have you you would have gone like, oh yeah, actually this is great. I'll I'll give this a go. I'm really into it. I'm not sure that the first run of Wisercraft pedals really captured people's imagination well, it was just though. The, it was just the SD and the DS wasn't yeah absolutely it? and I just think it no, was no they were the uh, X no series. sorry they were the X oh, no, were they? no there oh, was the, uh, the there was the the Blues Driver oh yeah that's right um, and ST2W yeah. is that one and uh, there was another one and DM2W yeah it was the three pedals oh, did the, the DM come yeah. at the same time one, but yeah, yeah I, I don't think I think other <laughs> I guess maybe okay. I thought the DM came out later, but I just I, I felt like they didn't really get the appreciation that they possibly deserved. I think that's that is correct about the um, the delay. Certainly, I think yeah. The, the I mean, over- I've had one for a while now, and I actually think it's better than a carbon copy. Yeah, well, I, yeah I, I, mean, I recently got one and retired my carbon copy on account of it. Really? Yeah. yeah see, I, I'm I tried one fairly recently and was really really into it, and I, I think I didn't give those pedals the um the time that they needed um and i I, hopefully 
the um this the the, the vibrato is gonna sort of reinvigorate the um that W suffix a little bit and get people a little bit excited about. I think in, for the first time in a long time, you could have an all boss pedal board and it would be very, very credible. Don't don't go down that route. Uh, no, but you could. You totally. Yeah, I you mean, could, there's there's yeah. obviously there's hundreds of boutique manufacturers, but you could have an all boss board, and you'd have some really, really good single compact effects. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that was the case even two, three years ago when we you know we were talking about things like the ME80 kind of being the saviour of, of yeah. boss. Yeah. Um, they've kind of gone completely the other way and gone. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, have, do you remember yeah. all those cool? old effects we used to do let's just do them again they're really really good so, they don't um, do reissues mate they, they don't do reissues that's why it's Wisercraft yeah, and it's not just a VB2 because yeah. it's the, you know there's the two circuits absolutely they absolutely. like to um, push the envelope slightly yeah so uh, last of the uh, oh no not last of no, the new last, compact there's but, oh, last oh, of the new guitar oh god compact pedals well is it a guitar compact pedal it is the VO1 the Boss Vocoder right. I can't wait for all you Bon Jovi awesome. fans out there, and Matt, it's pink. Yeah, but but bon, bon Jovi was a talk box, not a vocoder. Vocoder is like sorry, Kanye uh, West fans out there. Yeah, I'm yeah, into man, it. it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be really good. So, Matt, the thing us- is, Joe, you didn't demo it with a microphone. You just plugged your bass into it, and it's not gonna work. <laughs> give it, and it didn't. <laughs> give give us the lowdown, Matt. Um, so, as far as I can tell, compact-sized vocoder, probably the only one out on the market. I don't think mm-hmm. any other company's done a, a, a you know something that sort of size for a vocoder. First, uh, first ever um, boss pedal with an XLR in. Yeah. First compact pedal with an XLR. Yeah, in. compact yeah. pedal. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, they did so do that on in. the uh, on the base preamp, did they? No, they did. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. <laughs> that would have had to be an out though yeah, true so anyway XLR input yeah XLR input guitar input and then you sound like uh, I'm trying to think of a really classic example you probably just sound like Daft Punk yeah or Kraftwerk so four different modes from what I understand there is yeah. uh, just a vocoder like a retro style vocoder yeah I think there's one called the advanced vocoder um, there is yeah no, I can't remember all the modes on it yeah there's um 
There's another one, like a, almost like a humanizer mode, I, type, I think. Um, and then the last one is choir mode, where you don't have to plug a mic in, and it will do like some auto vocoding just based on your guitar signal. I um, I tell you, the best thing about this pedal is going to be our demo. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so we're um, we're getting these pedals next week um, for Matt to do some some demos on oh, them. God, um, I can't. I'll- I'm I'm dreading it, and also gonna it's just gonna be hilarious. I think because I can't sing, but it's gonna just be hilarious to try and demo it. I think what we should do is I thought, Mark. You said you were doing this. Well, demo. I don't know. I think maybe me and Matt will sit in both on the demo, and we'll just try and get the best out of it. Basically, we'll see where we get to. Um, but it's going to be fun. I think uh, that's going to be super fun. My neighbours are going to freak out. They are. Well, when they're hearing Transformers Robots in Disguise <laughs> at 9 o'clock in the morning, uh, <laughs> we'll see where we get to. So, yeah, the VO1, I think, is going to be a whole lot of fun. It's bright pink as well, so, you know, that always appeals to us here at Guitar Nerds. Yeah. One last compact pedal from Boss. Um, Joe, do you want to tell us about and it? And one more amp as well. There yeah. is one more amp as well. Tell us oh, about the last okay. compact pedal. Um, the last compact pedal um, is uh, my my signature pedal uh, with uh, with Boss. Yeah. Can you guess what it is? Uh, the JB1. <clears throat> it is the JB1, yes. But what what, what does it do? As compressor. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I know. It's a bass compressor. I know, but... Go on. We have ruined the illusion. So, but, um, bass yeah, compressor. It's, it's a bass compressor. What's the actual designation of it? Oh, mate, I don't know. A BS, BC1. But funny enough, that was the first thing that I thought. I was like, bass compression. No, I was like, wait, no. BC. Compression doesn't start with an S. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the BS1. Yeah, so uh, I don't know, man. Probably the BC1. Who I think, knows? I believe it is. I, um, um, I was, I've written this up for the website already, and I've, there's been so much new gear that I've forgotten what it's actually called. It's called the bass comp, so it's and I think it's idea. BC1. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly what they BC1X. Do for- it's called BC1. Oh, of course, because it is an X. Yes, it's got the chrome control cover, just like they did with the uh, with the with the preamp with the bass driver. Yeah. Um, so yeah, exactly what they need to do as the you know the, those are the two effects, aren't they? Really, the, the the sort of preamp drive pedal and the compressor. Those are the two things that so those players if buy. It's, so if it's the X series, does it feature mm. the MDP, the multi-dimensional? It does. Right, yeah. It does, and which is quite cool because that I mean that literally adds different levels of compression depending <laughs> on how hard. Exactly. It is where about you play your bass. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, doing, is, it's doing multi-band compression. Uh, it's also got a, a gain reduction indicator on it as well. So uh, you know, like when you hit the string, you know how hard it's compressing and that can obviously be yeah. Um, shaped. Yeah, really uh, good. Bas- basically, Boss have bought an MXR bass compressor. Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. It's got similarities to some of the MXR stuff. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, and again, they've sort of nailed it, really. I, yeah. I just think they're on a roll at the moment. Yeah, they are absolutely. Well, the the MXR bass compressor is hands down the most popular bass compressor on the market at the moment. It's two hundred pounds. The Boss one is going to be slightly less, and it's made by Boss, which just you know just assures a level of quality that no other brand can rival. So yeah, I think what we're looking at here is the future most successful bass compressor I think the, the um, MDP makes a difference there because it is doing uh, some clever stuff with multiband compression so very exciting one last thing from Boss Roland um, the Waza amplifier Whoa, I just saw how long we are into this I know podcast. we're 44 minutes in and we've we're done on the first line of 15 products yeah well that's alright we can talk uh, we can, 15 brands there's a, there's a bit more to talk through um, so the Waza amplifier you've I, seen has, have either of you seen this in the flesh uh, no Jay no. you saw it earlier what did you think <clears throat> yeah um, I I don't know I don't know 
who they're aiming this at. Boogie. My, Boogie. <clears throat> are, are, are you people, okay? You sound like you're dying. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay, fine. good. Um, Jay's are, dying with excitement. With yeah, excitement. New was was craft craft um, I, I don't really know who they're aiming this at is my is the issue because it's 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 what 150 watt solid state yep um multiple channels multiple channels which as you know marshall have proven with the jvm stuff isn't hugely popular well you say that but a lot of people say a lot of good things about jvm yeah. i think i think they're going for I mean, the thing is, is that there's not many pro players out there that use solid state, and I think they're really just trying to just break into it and and, and there, basically about, see. I suppose solid state. I, I, I guess. I mean, I'm thinking. You of know, they got Eric Johnson using the blues cube, and I mean, you know, he's someone that is like renowned for being so picky about yeah. all of the amps that he uses. Yet, you know, he developed something along time as alongside this blues cube, and, and I think there's going to be other artists that are going to kind of fall into this and I, I think you're going to start seeing a, a lot more of these sort of things I must admit well, you know it's not going to be cheap I'm not I don't know if we can talk about the artist oh, yet oh can't we no okay. I'm not sure about that but um, yeah it's it's not cheap is it we're talking what around £2,000 for the head I think it's about £2,000 is that yeah. for the head and the 412 because <laughs> there's the head uh, and there's uh, like Two twelve cabs and a four twelve cab available. I think it might just be for the head, so okay, it might be fine. fairly expensive. But I don't think there's a two twelve. I think it's just the four twelve. No, I, there's small. There's definitely smaller cabs yeah, as well. Okay. I just think. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to sound really good. Yes. I think it's going to sound really, really good. And I actually think, you know, if like the little blues cube hot is anything to go by, I think this thing's going to be. Pretty, pretty rocking. It's but, not Roland you know, it's, though. It's not Roland. It's, it's Boss. Uh, is but it? The thing is, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's Boss. It's Boss. 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 You've got to convince someone. You know, absolutely. And that's, that's... You've got to you've got to convince people to try it because you know, so many people buy things just on price or buy the brands they know, and to kind of get someone to spend nearly two thousand pounds on a solid state, uh, albeit handmade amplifier. Absolutely, and that's tricky. that's what I'm confused about. I I don't I don't really know where this is going. The, uh, it's the really only one that's going. not not as clearly. We can see where every single product <laughs> came from. I th- I think. Yeah. Except for this one. Well, I think it's one of those things we wait and see. You know, someone might just pick it up and um, it becomes the next hottest thing. But yeah, I agree. This is the one that doesn't have the clear market yet. But we'll see. You know, people have kind of. Um, dropped off of buying things like boogies. I think in the volumes yeah, that mean, they were, and you know, yeah, there's yeah. still people who need multi-channel big you know loud stage amplifiers so it'll be interesting to see who they pick up artist wise and where they pitch it really I mean the thing is if we'd have done this podcast in 1977 that would have been amazing because podcasts were not invented for like another 30 years if we were talking about you know the jazz chorus at a time where you know Marshall and Fender especially Marshall kind of reigned supreme in terms of amplifiers and people were like using 50 and 100 watt heads and then they were like oh here's a 120 watt solid state stereo combo you know were people thinking the same thing at that time because they would have been probably nearly a thousand pounds it's a good point but we're not at a stage where this hasn't happened this is now we've done this cycle and come back around to yeah but maybe we're coming back around again yeah. Maybe it's time on, to Dave, get your... Say your bit. All of this has happened before. 
and all of this will happen again. And with that, maybe we should move on to a different brand. <laughs> Who wants to hear about new stuff from MXR, Way Huge, and Dunlop? Yeah. 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 So. Um, no, I'm all right. Should we move on? No. So, a whole load of uh, new releases from the MXR, Way Huge, Dunlop stable. Um, they're all I was gonna a- say. essentially the same company, but they've different yeah. uh, different branding. Um, loads of new pedals, obviously. Um, first up, should we do the. MXR stuff. Yeah, first. I was going to say, why don't you just read it all off, and then we can. Uh, okay, so we can pick and choose the best bits. Okay, so the new pedals announced today: MXR Reverb, the MXR Studio Compressor, the Dunlop Bass Crybaby Mini, the Echoplex Delay, and, and a Tap Tempo pedal. Um, and last off from Way Huge, the Overrated Special. So MXR. Oh, and one thing for Joe. One thing for Joe that I just spotted, really, really flat wound bass strings. Yeah, there we go. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Thanks. they're doing flat wound bass strings. Um, so yeah, MXR have never done a reverb. Really? That's bonkers, isn't it? I was yeah. thinking that when I read it. It's just yeah. called the reverb. It's just I was called like, the reverb. Surely and it needs no, to have a suffix. No, they've never done one before. Wow. And so I'm really, really intrigued to see how this is going to sound. I, I hope that we're going to be losing our minds over this like we did when we first heard the, do you remember how exciting it was the first time you heard a carbon copy totally yeah like, I just remember I I seem to remember that when they first came in myself Mark and Matt were all in the shop at the same time we just went and Matt just plugged it in and we were just like oh, what's did you just do a dive bomb on it what's happened like what is this <laughs> and um, it was just incredible and I really hope that we're going to get that wow factor with the reverb because um, it looks a bit boring because um, I think it's just like a plain black pedal. Well, that's when they do their more sort of studio-focused stuff. It's the same with the studio compressor, actually. It's really uh, kind of muted in right. terms of how it looks. It's not out there like the Carbon Copy or the Carbon Copy Bright yeah. or some of the other brighter pedals they do, or I should say more extravagant pedals they do. Um, but you just know it's going to work. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I'm, re- I'm really excited for this. I think My, it's going um, to be good. My favourite feature on it is that you can plug an expression pedal in and then the expression pedal goes uh, can go between two different um, like configurations in terms of like uh, by the looks of it in terms of actual um, like um, frequency what range. What you call it? No, um, in terms of actually like spring to plate. Yeah, oh, right. Okay. You can actually go. You can actually cycle through it, or you can change it um, in real time, which is quite cool. Wow. Um, yeah, so I think there's going to be some cool features with that, um, and it's got all the pad, all the pad things like shimmer and stuff like that. But the, the thing I was just reading here is they're kind of going with this massive thing they've called constant headroom technology. Sweet. Which which basically gives it like it runs the pedal at twenty volts internally, um, so it stays super clean. So you don't get any kind of awesome. digital clipping at the top end if you run too much gain into it. So I guess if you're running things like the shimmer effect and things like that, they're going to be very kind of hi-fi, very studio Yeah, basically sounding. really, really detailed, which is what you tend to lose a lot of the time on some things uh, where they don't have that and you kind of lose a lot of the detail in the top end. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's very, very cool. And the studio compressor, again, is kind of feature-packed, isn't it? From what I can remember, there's like some different... Um, kind of types of compression yeah i think is it i'm assuming they've kind of based it a lot on the base one yes um but yeah once again it's got this um constant headroom technology as well which is really good for compression because it just it it leaves all the detail in it doesn't you know doesn't squash everything and kind of just make a 
you know not things sound flat but you know sometimes you stick a compressor on and it and everything can kind of sound a bit bit samey where yeah. this i think is going to you know it's going to give you more sustain it's going to give you richness and depth while still kind of you know not losing a lot of the dynamics you'd normally get from a really like squashy compressor yeah i think neither of these pedals are going to be i mean i think the uh, reverb is going to be very lush sounding but i don't think either of them are going to be particularly flashy but they're going to be super useful um yeah and that's kind of uh, a lot of the mxr range there's a few bits that kind of uh stick out a little bit and a little bit more kind of obvious but more and particularly the studio compressor just a really good tool to have in your arsenal just like a yeah. really good thing to have on the pedal board Joe Branton how excited are you for a mini crybaby for bass absolutely not at all <laughs> that's, in what I you'd say. that's because oh, I reckon it'll be good on can what? you ima- can you imagine what? Joe standing still long enough to actually use a wah on stage? Can, can you, you imagine? Whammy, you? Can you, um, you imagine a bass player using a manual wah? They yes. use it. Loads of people. It's not, but it's not. Um, oh, okay, manual wah. Because this is spring loaded in the same way as the, the standard crybaby bass yes. wah is. Um, so, like, people still like them. I mean, oh, I, those I don't people really, are dumb. I don't really get it, but like, they, it's it's good that they're doing it. I mean, I said I could forgive an auto wire, but like a manual wire, like why would you need it? That's not how we play bass. Like you don't need it to, you don't need it to sweep slowly through. You just need it to articulate on your note, and that's that's so. There's no point in a manual wire for bass. I've never got that. I I don't see there being what about you in a metallic tribute band? But I I don't see there being any point at all for I agree. There is no no for for wire for wire on bass, and and so like you know, whereas you're using your auto wire. And you're like, oh no, yeah, listen, listen, listen to how cool this is. I'm just thinking that sounds rubbish. I, like, um, you know, so th- there are people that use it, and they are very popular. I bought I an auto wire off of Mark actually. Yeah, it was good. So weird. it's in the bottom of a box somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think that this actually uh, is going to do more numbers than you think. Mm-hmm. From from working in a bass department in a shop for a long time, we used to sell way more of the Crybaby bass wires than we could actually ever get hold of. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember working in the bass department and, and selling loads of those as well. I to, remember spitting in the boxes. As well. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so I think the mini one, as we've seen with the uh, mini Crybaby for guitar, is going to be super popular. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it brings it down to, you know, you're not giving up so much space on your pedal board, the functionality is really good and price wise is already be, what 65 quid something like well the base stuff's generally always been a little bit more but okay. it'll be, the price it'd probably be sub 100 quid I'd imagine right, something okay. like that yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah and they're in white as with all the base wires looks cool on your board yeah Matt Knight tell me about the Echoplex delay and the companion pedal the Tap Tempo um, I mean, this looks well, so good yeah I mean the Tap Tempo first of all is um, a kind of nice non-latching mini yeah. box for tap tempo is going to work with um, you know anything with a tap tempo input basically it's kind of similar size to the Strymon favourite switch um, but you know it's going to be roadworthy it's going to be cool you know nice little extra bit but the Echoplex delay is going to be oh it's going to be so good I just want it's one already it's going to be so I'll, good I want one I, the thing that I was reading, I was like, oh, it's cool. It's going to be based on the Ecoplex. It's going to be a bit more tape heavy, so it's not going to sound like a carbon copy. But the thing that I love is that when you push the volume control in, it basically engages the Ecoplex preamp. So the more you uh. turn it up, the more distortion and kind of tape aging it adds. It's going to sound so good. Um, 
Does this and mean I can, got this can I ditch my Echoplex preamp now, or do I need that as well? I, I mean, I, the thing is, I mean, I was just sort of having a read on on the website, and it says, yeah, basically the the volume knob, if you push it in, lets you uh, virtually age the repeats, darkening the tone and upping the tape saturation um, as you increase modulation and tape distress. Um, so I think it's kind of you could probably still use both, but I reckon the Echoplex delay would be something that you could probably leave on turn the the kind of volume down turn the tape aging up and then kind of it sit low in the mix and leave it on like all the time it's almost uh, kind of filling the gap of like a deco i guess because it's doing that preamp yeah, and yeah. tape delay type thing and and it, once again they've gone for this kind of headroom technology so you know i think if you want to go for true bypass or something like that it's going to be a nice brilliant sounding tape delay and then if you add the tape aging in with trails it's just going to be this kind of awesome vintage like echo machine you know i think it's going to be another contender for better than a carbon copy and dunlop already make the carbon copy so they're kind of just sort of no emmett you know, make the just, carbon copy uh well it's you know yeah, it's part know, of the same I know. thing I'm, I know. in fact actually I've, I've got a feeling potentially the same designer i'm not 100 because i know george trips who obviously does way huge designed the carbon copy um and i know he had a hand in the echoplex so i don't know if potentially the original echoplex <laughs> yeah when he was like oh i, I don't <laughs> know how old george trips baby. is uh george trips uh in his probably 40s i oh, mean okay. he basically right, right. he no, was making not way huge. the echoplex right. okay right. he was making the way huge stuff in the early 90s um, okay, right. Before before Zvex kind of really did anything, he was like one of the original um, boutique, boutique pedal before pedal boutique size. before boutique pedals was even a, a concept. I think. Right. Um, and yeah, he sort of retired, and then obviously Dunlop slash MXR sort of brought him out of retirement to kind of design a load of new stuff, and then that's how. Um, all of the new uh, way huge stuff that's come about. Well, that segues nicely oh, into. Does it? Uh, oh, did, do you want to do that? Well, was... It segues really nicely into talking about the new way huge pedal. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do need to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why were you going to go into something else entirely? No, I was just going to say that after this pedal, I feel that we should do. I'm looking down the list, seeing how many more pedals we've got. I think we should bump up something that's there's not, not much more there's not much I, I also realised Mark did add the same pedal twice onto that list so really and the pedal that we're about to talk about yeah oh yeah so I did um, so that's because they did a teaser yesterday and then they put all the stuff up today so um, yeah the way huge overrated special what a name Matt what Knight a name. mystic future seer dumble clone predictor Matthew <laughs> Knight tell I us about the overrated the special um, well, like one thing I didn't realise that it was especially designed for Joe Bonamassa. Yes, um, so apparently he's no, been, he does designed by, wasn't it? I don't. No, he's no. in conjunction with. Yeah, he's been no, using it, it live for a while. Right. So, okay. Yeah, and, and in fact, wasn't there ages ago when we back in the uh, in the in the old days when we did some Joe Bonamassa videos? Didn't he have an unmarked pedal box on his pedal board? I wasn't, like, I wasn't there, but yeah, it was. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm almost certain. I remember there being like this, like mystery pedal, and they wouldn't talk about it. Perhaps it was that. I, I imagine he's probably had one for a long time. I mean, the font gives it away. The name sort of gives it away. Yes, it's basically a Dumble style pedal, um, which you know, I think we all saw saw coming. Really, we knew that everyone's kind of done a, something clon, so now it's time to do something 
Dumble. And uh, yeah, I think he, he's saying that he's kind of taken a really old version of his green white Rhino Overdrive and then hot rodded it and made it sound more like an amp. Um, but Joe Bonamass has used Dumbles in his live rig for ages. So it's kind of something that you can run into a clean amp, run into a distorted amp. It's I think it's going to be you know really transparent sounding. So it's just going to work with, with any amplifier, really. Yeah, I think so. And like you say, I think there'll be a lot more coming down the pipe. Yeah. Maybe even released tomorrow when Nam Nam actually opens. Yeah, potentially. We'll but, learn, I mean, that's we'll learn some it's more. It's going to be a good unit. It really, it's going to be really good. It really is the most self-aware name. The overrated special is just genius. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's genius. brilliant, isn't it? You, like, I, I really have the like. I've, I've just I've got this vision of the the marketing department or something, and they've gone. Uh, they've they've gone in with like a bunch of names, and one of them is just overrated special. And oh, they've well, all they've all had a good laugh about yeah. it. And then they've gone, oh, the, the, someone's gone, someone's just gone like, do you reckon? Can we just do you reckon we can, can get we, away with it? And it it, like the the like the, the the person at the top's gone, no, we can't keep, no, we can't do it, we can't do it. And then like they've just been argued. That, I I reckon that's what's happened. I'm. Re- I think it's, it's such a brilliant name. Such What's probably name. actually happened is George Trips has gone. I want to call it this, and yeah. they've gone. Uh, yeah, I guess. And then that's what's happened. That's well, how it's come out. The thing out. that I like is on the Clon KTR because obviously it's designed by the you know the guy that designed the original Clon. On the front of the box it says, "Kindly remember the ridiculous hype that aff- uh, that affects so many is not of my making." Yeah, which I just think is brilliant because it's like you know he didn't make he's just not making any money out of Clons that are selling for fifteen hundred quid. You know, it's just like I don't. He, I mean, it's funny because him himself doesn't really believe in it. It's yeah. just like you know, yeah. it's an overdrive pedal. <laughs> Well, this uh, we'll have to wait and see how this sounds. I would imagine, like you say, it's going to sound pretty good. Um, so, some new stuff from Electroharmonics. Um, did last week did we talk about the crash pad and the super space drum? No, I don't think. No, I we think, talked about the it, Leicester G and the Leicester K. Didn't I we? think this. I think, no, I think that this is this week's release. Yeah, <laughs> but there's so there's four new pedals this week. <laughs> I, I mean, this is Nam. Thing but... is, Nam is coming up, but this is like. Every week now, there's four new electroharmonics yeah. pedals. Um, so, and actually, I saw that I saw the crash pad today. Oh, really? Uh, oh, a a really? real life one? Yeah, yeah, a real life one, and it is so usable. It's brilliant. Really? Okay. So, yeah. the, what so, is a crash pad? Well, it's like a space drum instead of right. yeah, instead of being like the uh, tom or kick sound. It's like a crash cymbal. Oh, so it works on a uh, white noise generator where the uh, super space drum works on a um, an oscillator like uh, that self oscillates effectively. Um, but yeah, ver- analog drums basically, analog drum machines. Yeah, um, we've spoken about the space so drum good. loads of times on the on the yeah podcast. yeah, but not but they've there's an actual reissue. Oh, I know that. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I meant. Like how great that we've we're actually getting them back. I think if but, you if you've not seen if you've not yet seen the the marketing video that. Um, EHX have put out it's really really worth watching it's, it's not very long I mean it's like I think it's maybe 15 minutes long or something like yeah. that and it's it's su- it's really worth a watch because they show I mean they, they show it in in all its like pure like proper um, electroharmonics self-indulgence glory yeah you know, they've got they've got the, you know at one point they've got four um, four space drums. No, they've got two space drums and two crash pads plugged into uh, an EHX Clockworks. Yeah. Um, you know, just all triggering itself and then running off into 
uh, running off into a, an amp and it, it sounds amazing like really really astonishing pedal the conversation that Mark and I had off air when we when we first because I think we read about this on the train together yeah. and um, we were just both going like, oh this is oh this is cool like Matty so you've seen the actual chassis like yeah, yeah. do you think it's like, is it is it going to be durable enough for the you to the for you to tread on plastic. yeah that's yes, my, very that's plastic really 100%, wow yeah i mean the great thing is is that you could potentially have this on a pedal board and then slam into like it like kick on it and stuff yeah yeah and it would and it would be fine and cuz i was just cuz it's got um an auxiliary input um so but what it does is it sends the audio through the oscillator so i don't think it's like a through which i think is a slight shame cuz it would have been quite cool to for it to for the sound to always just go through but then when you hit the drum it gives off the bass drum sound okay I mean, yeah i see that would yeah, be cool, which i don't think it it kind of does that well, well but, if you've uh, got a... what if you could put it in the effects loop of something though um, i don't know i don't know i'm 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 super tempted to try and borrow one and see what sort of weirdness so you buy we... an es5 and then you run the space drum into one of the loops yeah maybe but only only through the in because you don't need any signal to come from the ES5. You just have it coming into the loop. And then you just don't use any other pedals, ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, so they obviously are super weird. Um, there's two slightly more usable pedals uh, announced for NAM. First up, the Soul Pog, uh, which I think is the best name ever. Because, I don't know. It doesn't, just, like, it just doesn't make any pogs. sense. Everyone loves Pogs, both the pedal and the cardboard <laughs> bottle caps. Um, and the Soul Preacher, the the other half of this pedal, yeah. No, the Soul Food. Oh, sorry. Right. So this is a uh, much like they did with the Turnip Greens uh, last year. We now have a combination of the Soul Food and the, I guess it's the Micro Pog, isn't it? Because it's the yeah, um, it's the octave up and octave down. So two pedals that I guess probably work quite well together in one box. Well, certainly two of the most popular EHX pedals. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so there's nothing really fancy about it. It is literally like they've soldered the two I, together, but there's a switch. Well, that, yeah, there's yeah. actually there's a couple of extra little features that I think are actually quite cool. Okay. Send and return. Um, okay. So you can put other effects in it. Um, you can change the order, which is quite nice. Yeah. It's still got the effect out, so you can still run the POG into a separate amplifier. Yeah. Um, but also you can change the way the octaves work. So um, there's like um, two modes, and I think one is more like a vintage octava that adds the octave up only, and then one is a more kind of um, sort of more modern octave up, so it tracks much better. Um, so at least, because I thought when I first saw it, I was like, if they've just put a pog and a soul food together... <laughs> That is just silly. But they've actually added a couple of extra features, which hopefully will set it apart. Because I, th- I think that's a, I think they're two pedals that actually work very, very well together. So with the um, effects loop, so I didn't realise there was an effects loop in there. With, with an effects with the effects loop, will that run in between the two pedals? It does. Yeah, it right, runs so, between right, the soul okay. food and the nanopog. So, so depending on means... which way you've got the mm-hmm. signal moving. So if you've got it running. Um, drive to octave you can put stuff in there oh, okay that's very cool which that's is quite very, cool very because cool. then it means that you will have you'll add drive to say for example a delay and then you'll add delay to the to the octaves yeah or you could have octave and then delay it and then distort it yeah so yeah you could get some quite weird combinations that's very cool that's very cool and I think we could probably do an entire podcast on 
uh, how how to ru- put integrate that into your rig. No, no, no. How to what 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 like two or three pedals you'd like to see yeah, electro harmonics put into one? Because I mean they've done a bunch. They did the tone tattoo. Oh yeah. Um, they did the so epitome. Weird. Um yeah. You know That's... they've they've done a they've done a bunch that were that were like you know they've taken two or three of their existing pedals and put them into one box one sh- one chassis. Definitely. So that's really cool. I'm really excited for this. I think that's that's very very neat. Um, so one last pedal from Electromonics. Uh Joe Branton, tell us about the bass preacher. Hey, well, it's another bass compressor. Yeah, but so that's what is that? The, oh, it's not the third one because no, the two, studio the, compressor, the third compressor that's been raised. But poor, uh, oh, really interesting. Okay. Maybe the most interesting. Okay, why? Not that it's not the best. I do think Boss is going to have the best one. But the first company that have kind of made a compressor for. Um, bass guitarists who aren't in funk bands in, in that like it's a complete rock pedal it's both th- of you are going to really enjoy that then <laughs> yeah yeah but but it's 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 a it's a bass compressor that there, there seems to be a fad for um it's certainly with the mxr bass compressor and now with boss one and with a lot of other bass specific ones it's like how many controls can you put on a compressor how much can you make this like a studio compression experience and if you want like simple compression as a bass player, if you just want, if you don't want multiband, if you just want old school compression, you've got to go for something old school. You've got to go for a Dynacomp or a CS3 or something like that. Something that's not designed for the broad spectrum um, of frequencies that, that is bass guitar. And that's exactly what electroharmonics have created here. So it's very simple. All you have is volume and sustain. Sustain is the amount of your compression. And, and volume is obvious and then it has a, a toggle switch between slow medium and fast and that's the attack speed which of course everything has an attack knob this just deals with the three presets that everyone wants whether they want that compression to come in right away whether they want it to swell in it, it just makes perfect sense yeah. so it's a really easy to use really quick to get a different sort of palette of sounds and it's specific to bass so it's the first time a bass player's had access to what is essentially a Dynacomp for bass so a hassle-free compressor yep i think uh electromonics kind of do it right again it's in the it's in the kind of nano chassis and, um, yeah exactly and also it looks small. like it's going to hit the shelves at what 70 quid something like that maybe <laughs> less ridiculous 60 70 quid which will make it like the cheapest bass specific compressor by a long way so ele- what electromonics are doing essentially is going yeah if you bought all our pedals it will be about the same cost as if you bought any other <laughs> company's entire range but they're all really cheap, but there are just a lot of them. So if you want to collect them all, you'll spend about the same. So, chaps, I think we're a bit of an impasse with the podcast because we're running super long. We've done an hour and ten minutes. There's loads more news. Oh, there's so much more. So, but, but if we talk about this next week, it's it's going to be old, old news. news. But, you know, we'll get our hot take on it. we get our hot spin on no, this uh, oh, on no, the news. I disagree. So, so things might change. More. There's going to be loads more, though. There's, I know there is, but this what I'm saying is bumper. No, but there's, we haven't mentioned the best thing. There's too much stuff. Um, so we can mention maybe one more thing from the news, and then we've got a choice. Do we answer some questions in this week's Patreon? Do we do more NAM coverage, or do we save the NAM coverage for next week? What do you want to do? I would really like to talk about one other thing, and okay. then I don't care what we do. Oh, no. What's your one other thing? Because I've got one other thing. Is it the power supplies? 
I don't it want to is talk the about. Power no, supplies. we can't talk about we any sh- more pedals. We should round up the, on the power supplies. I think because I think that is some of the most interesting news. Oh, that is unbelievable! Uh, and that then, is unbelievable. I think. Can I quickly mention the amazing? Thing? What do you want to do, Matt? Do you want to do questions or more Nam news in the Patreon episode? I think. I think. The only thing is, is I know a lot of people uh, sometimes if we answer their questions in the Patreon, they're kind of maybe, you know, they, so you, they want to hear it in the full podcast. So I think maybe we should do more NAM coverage. Okay. And then potentially, I don't know, potentially we'll do uh, loads more questions next week, maybe. Jay no, we'll do more NAM next week. NAM. Let's, do, let's, do, let's do NAM. Let's do NAM in the Patreon. NAM is NAM. Patreon. We can do questions yeah, yeah, all year long. Okay, fine. So let's do one more bit of news uh, in this episode. Matt, I know that you're chomping at the bit to tell us about the Strymon, Zuma and Ojai power supplies. We, Ouija? It's not Ouija. Ouija. That's what I thought. Of all the releases, of all the things released at NAM, and we've got the choice to talk about one more thing, and you're going to talk about power supplies. Do you yeah, know how this many people huge. just stops listening this just is right huge. now? No, this, I, no, this, I, I agree I'm, with him. I'm more excited than I've been for the last hour and ten minutes. All right. <laughs> I love power I, supplies. I think that's because you've is, had two gin and tonics. Well, I mean, you know, that. I, I mean, you know, I'm putting it out there. I did predict this when someone said, oh, it looks like Strymon doing something new. I went, I bet you it's a power supply and a Euro rack module. And lo and behold, it's a power supply. It's two power and supplies a and a Euro, Euro rack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us about the power supplies because they haven't actually released any details of the Eurorack module yet, apart no, from the fact so, that it's probably going to be called the Generalissimo. Yeah. Which leads so me I to think, think it's genius. I think it's going to be like a multi-effect. Surely, but that's what that name suggests to me. I don't know. I I just think. Um, I mean, you know, I, not many of us are into modular synthesis, so. But, well, I think we're into modular synthesis. We just don't buy into modular is it, synthesis. Is it modular synthesis, though, or is it? Could it just? Yeah, be that's a- what that's what Eurorack is. Eurorack is a more. Um, it's like now the general size for modules that go into modular synthesizers. Okay, I um, thought nineteen-inch Eurorack was just like nineteen-inch racking. No, no, oh no, right, they're, okay. They're no, really Eurorack is a uh, actually, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, tell us about the power supplies. You need to watch. The power supplies. I dream of wires. I do. You know, I do. You know, I do. Oh, but the power supply. I was like, really, what could they do with a power supply? And then I was like, well, I suppose their power supplies have to power their pedals. It'd be silly if they made a power supply that didn't work with their pedals. Yeah. But then I was thinking, but if they make a power supply, what limits all other power supplies? You know, what happens when you reach the maximum? You know, what can you do? And this is what they've solved. They've made a. Two power supplies, a big one and a small one. The big one has nine nine volt outputs that are all 500 milliamp, so way more powerful than anything else on the market that's like a power brick. So it'll power nine timelines, which they kindly put in a photo, which I thought <laughs> it was pretty so yeah. good, so <laughs> cool. Um, and then the small one is five 500 milliamp outputs, but the genius thing is you can chain as many power supplies together as you want. Yes, I saw that. So Without- got a- They've got losing an output. They've got twenty-four volt output, haven't they? Yeah. So basically, they've created their own dedicated output that allows you to daisy chain power supplies and effectively power as many bits as you want. And Joe just Joe's just sat back down after getting up and hit himself in the face with his own (laughs) headphones. This is what we're dealing with. We are recording this a bit later than normal, but there is absolutely no excuse (laughs) for you hitting yourself in your own face with some headphones. (laughs) So shocked by the twenty the proprietary twenty four volt output was Joe Branton. They mashed his own headphones into his face. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh goodness me 
Um, but, so, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's big because a lot of people are going, oh, I'll never be able to afford it. But they, I think they're going to market the big one at $250 and the smaller one at 150 It doesn't seem that unreasonable. It doesn't seem like that much money at all, considering that, you know, um, you're looking at, what, £179 for a Voodoo Labs and that doesn't do anywhere near the power. You know, because people are running three Strymon pedals, you know, potentially an ES8, that's four or 500 out volts outputs you need yeah and not and the only thing that you can get is the voodoo labs four by four and then you've still only you know if you expand on that what more can you do if you've got them put an h9 on there or or whatever you know so it's really for kind of the people out there that have got ridiculous pedal boards and it's the only way to power it it's worth mentioning there's kind of cross compatibility between the supplies so if you buy the zoomer thinking oh that's enough outputs for me you can also, and then you run out, you can buy the smaller one and daisy yeah. chain those together. Yeah, or you can just buy like four of the smaller ones and daisy yeah. chain them together. So it it kind of works in like loads of different ways. And obviously a couple of the outputs switchable to 12 volt. You know, they haven't bothered about voltage sag or anything like that. They've just kind of gone, look, we want clean, consistent, high-powered outputs. So 500, out, 500 milliamps, I don't think there's anything that wouldn't power off that. No, no, it's very, very impressive. And I think that is why it's interesting in that people have been trying to crack this for ages and it kind of... Year of the year. Well, it kind of... No, maybe not. It also kind of speaks volumes about how the pedal industry's changed in that yeah. five to ten years ago, you were buying like the ones from Maplins that cost 25 quid and they had... You got 10 9-volt outputs and they sounded awful. And yeah. now we're talking about something potentially where you've got, you know multiple you can connect multiple modules together and you're getting clean isolated outputs I suppose the only thing that is similar is you know the gig rig modular stuff and and it's way more expensive yeah you sure, know. sure so this is potentially you know i think if they even if they came into the uk at 250 quid i don't think that is too much money for someone to spend if they're buying all three styron pedals at nearly a thousand pounds sure sure and it's the only supplier that will do that so yeah Good stuff. All right, well, we're going to cover the rest of the news uh, over in the Patreon episode. We're going to be talking about the new Vox AV series, the AC heads and cabs, the new Starstream guitar that I know Joe Branton's got some words about, um, eight new pedals from <laughs> Earthquaker, um, and maybe we'll do some questions as well, but we probably won't have time. There's too much to talk about. So, no time. Um, if you want to hear that, head over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $5 a month, you get access to an extra half an hour of this podcast every week plus um, some upcoming bonuses that we've yet to work out what we're doing um, as these people have oh from actually from $10 a month you become the executive producer as these people have Phil Thompson Colin Anderson Scott O'Brien Moog Gravit Fletch Fletcher Matt Quan, Jack Conroy Chris Wilson Will Clare Dale Rasco Jack Godfrey Paul Corrigan, Eric Siri. Creepiest one you've ever done. Really? So yeah, bad. That was awful. It actually made me feel a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, me too. Not in a good way. Um, thanks so much for listening this week. Do join us over on the Patreon for the full uh, NAM roundup, or the, not the full NAM roundup, from the, the stuff that's come out before NAM's even started. The we full load. We've talked for the get a full load by going to patreon.com slash guitar nerds. Um, we've talked for an hour and 20 minutes and we've not even covered the things that have come out before NAM has started. So God knows what next week is going to be like when NAM's actually happened. It's crazy. Too much gear. If you want to keep up to date with everything, over head over to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. 
do go over to the site where we'll be posting news about everything guitarnerds.net uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Guitar Nerds. Uh, you can follow us on Periscope at Guitar Nerds. You can go to YouTube where we'll be demoing some of this stuff in the upcoming weeks. Follow me on Twitter at Mark underscore Random. You can follow Matt at Matt underscore Nightsy. Follow Jay at JAYBM1 and Joe at Joseph underscore 900. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. Thank you. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.